And at just about 11 o'clock, you are listening to KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. This is Radio Orbit. I'll be back with you in just a few minutes.
Friday. Welcome to the program, everybody. It is KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. My name is Mike Hagan. Good evening to you. Good morning. Good day, whoever you are and wherever you are and whenever you might be listening to the program. Welcome to the show. Radio Orbit, we investigate the cutting edges in science and technology and nature and art and music and medicine and sometimes the strange and the unusual. Always interesting, usually pretty cool. You're listening to it. It's Monday, the 2nd of November. Wow. And uh, 2020, hope things are good for you and you're enjoying the evening. It's a uh, cool fall evening here in mid-Missouri. Just coming off a full moon. Beautiful out there, as a matter of fact. And uh, anyway, hope things are good where, where you are and you're ready to listen to the program tonight. Lovely moon, yeah. Um, full right on uh, Halloween night. Blue moon, as it was, uh, as well. So anyway, take a look outside. See what it looks like from your perspective. I do it whenever I can. It's good for the soul. All right, either way, it's nice to be with you on this summer night. Summer? Hardly. Fall? Winter? Coming on winter for sure. You can feel it now. It was like 26, 27 degrees this morning. But uh, anyway, let me take care of a couple of thank yous here, and then we'll get on to the show. Before that, let's say a big thank you to the wonderful people that keep this radio station humming, both on the air and off 24-7, 365 days a year. They just do a remarkable job up here, KOPN staff and crew, keeping this station jamming. Uh, Mondays, Woody gets things moving with traditional classic country and Ameripolitan music from 3 to 6 p.m. with the Real Deal Country Show. Tech radio guys take over at 6, and Kelvin gets the music flowing 7 to 10 on Jazz Plus Blues equals Time Wave 2.0. And just concluding New Wave Radio Theater, we heard Malcolm Lowry's Under the Volcano. Great work by Kelvin coming up with some of these uh, remarkable old radio uh, theater productions. Once again tonight, fantastic. Anyway, good music. Good talk, good news, 89.fumpf on the dial and streaming all around this wacky world at www.kopn.org. It's your imagination station, KOPN Columbia. <clears throat> Big thanks to all of you for listening and participating. Uh, sort of some news tonight. This will be the last program that I do until the beginning of the year. I'm going to take a... Uh, short hiatus here for a couple of months and uh, uh, the the purpose of that is really just to get, kind of get my head back on straight I think uh, I've mentioned over the last few programs that I've had a lot going on in the uh, northern Illinois region where my uh, my mother and father live lived etc anyway my mother passed away about a month ago now and my dad and her lived in the uh, in the same uh, the same house that I that I was born in, actually, um, and they were there for nearly 60 years and lived by themselves and ne never had any care uh, outside of the care that they gave one another um, up until uh, my mom's death about a month ago. And she was 90 years old, and my dad's very close to that. So now, though, he's on his own, and um, we've had to come up with some solutions for, for my dad, and by we, I mean my sister and I. So anyway, I've got a sister who lives in Florida, and my dad is going to be spending most of the winter down there in Florida with her, 
uh, I'm hoping. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I've been back and forth between here and Illinois almost nonstop every week for for what feels like uh a lot, a lot longer than it actually has been. It's been a few months, but it feels like a lot longer than that. So, anyway, uh, since earlier this year, around uh, you know March, April, um, I guess really starting in May, I was up there pretty much every week. So, I've I've just been traveling too much. I've got too much going on right now, and uh, frankly, I just need a little time to kind of kind of reset and uh, get things uh, back manageable. Um, cause I've just, uh, I've, I've let so many things go and, uh, anyway, I've just had, uh, had a lot going on and still do. Um, and I'm hoping that things will kind of be settled in and, and, uh, a little bit more manageable by the beginning of the year. So, mm, so that's, what's going on. Nothing, uh, nothing real serious. Um, still hoping to be back in, uh, and continue to do the show. I did the same thing with my Friday morning show. Uh, it's called Open Mic Radio. If you ever listen to that program, same thing. You won't hear me on OMR for, for a while. Uh, we'll give somebody else a chance to sit in these spots and uh, and uh, cut their teeth a little bit on some radio if that's uh, if that's what they'd like. And I've got no problem with it. So anyway, that's uh, that's what's going on. All right, I'll uh, I'll be back with you. You know, then, but we're going to do one last program at least for tonight, um, at least last for a little while. And it uh, is with my friend, Mr. Matt Presti. And he's been on the program with me many times uh, over the past many years. And I thought it'd be nice to just have kind of a friendly chat with Matt um, and talk about uh, life in the world. You know, it's interesting also, I'll, I'll add that, and, and this is an, an apology to my guest as well. The, the website, if you, go to, uh, if you go to my website, and I'm almost embarrassed to send you there right now because uh, the website hasn't been updated in, in quite some time. And if I remember correctly, <clears throat> yeah, the last update I did was back in, uh, in, in November, and I had uh, another one of my favorite guests on the program. His name is Dr. John Sheliak, and I hadn't spoken with John for many years, and John was with me. Um, a few weeks ago, I really haven't done many radio orbit programs between uh, September and now. Um, mostly, I had either somebody else sitting in up here for me, or I'd come in here and just throw some music on for a couple hours because I really didn't have any programs prepared. <clears throat> I'm laughing now because my dog is up here with me, <clears throat> and his name is Sawyer, and he's a, uh, a border collie Australian Shepherd mix, and. Uh, he likes coming up to the radio station here, and he's kind of just rummaging around looking for trouble. So anyway, the website still says that uh, t- coming up Monday 9, uh, uh, September 7th, is uh, Dr. John Sheliak. And interestingly, John and I and Matt are all uh, mutual friends. And uh, I think probably when we when we begin our conversation with Mr. Matt Presti in a little, little well, just a few minutes here, um, maybe we'll start with a a uh, little bit of conversation about uh, about Dr. John Sheliak. Anyway, all right, it's Mike, and um, you're listening to it here, KOPN Columbia 89.5 FM. It's Radio Orbit on the web at MikeHagan.com. Again, apologies to Matt and uh, anybody else uh, for seeing that the uh, the website is not up to date. I'm having trouble with my uh, with my service provider as well because I forgot my password, and I'm got to do some security uh, things in order to get access to the 
uh, to the FTP and a bunch of other stuff. So anyway, it's just another one of those things. But um, the uh, the Radio Orbit forum is is current, and if you'd like to uh, hop on the website. And if you go to MikeHagan.com and then just click on the little button that says Radio Orbit Forum, there's a lot of action going on over there and lots of stories and things that maybe some of which will be covered tonight uh, during my conversation with Matt. Of course, we have the presidential uh, election along with, uh, well, just the national election tomorrow and a lot of regional stuff happening as well. And I imagine we can talk about that a little bit, although I'm so over it at this point and uh, I'm I'm more curious about the... uh, the aftermath, I think, than I am about the uh, the actual election itself, but uh, but we'll see. Anyway, um, we're gonna play another one here from uh, my featured musician uh, or featured music of the evening as well, and that's the same as my guest who we'll be talking to in a couple minutes. Is Matt Presti? He's a great musician, and uh, those of you who are familiar with this program are familiar with Matt too. So anyway, here's another one from Matt Presti. It's called. Nocturnal Mental Ambitions. We'll be back with the man himself in just a few minutes. It's Mike. You listen to Radio Orbit on KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM, and on the web at kopn.org.
Yeah. All right. There's another one from uh, Matt Presti. Actually, actually that, that's a, a song I think was written by John Darkley and uh, with Matt on the vocals. We'll find out when we bring Mr. Matt Presti on the program here in just a moment, which is going to be pretty much right now. So welcome to the program, uh, Mr. Matt Presti. How are you, my friend? Hey, Mike. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I, uh, I want to apologize again for not having the website up to snuff and for not doing my, my normal, uh, more elaborate introduction, but uh, I'm going to give myself a break and say that you're not going to mind anyway, so it's good to have you here. Yeah, hey, not a problem. My condolences on the passing of your mom too, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, Matt, but uh, it was, uh, you know, I guess it's something that we all got to face at some point, and she'd been around for a long time, had a wonderful, full life and uh um, lots of experiences as you have to if you if you live that long and and she'd been in a lot of pain for a long time and and uh as was quite ill for some time so it you know it's it was uh if if nothing else it's good that uh that she's no longer in in that situation so yeah it's uh part part of part of the part of the deal here so yeah anyway um I was mentioning before the break that the last time I did update the website was with uh, John Sheliak. And the interesting part of that was because the, the last time I took a break from the radio program, w- it was a lot longer than the one I'm going to take this time. Um, but the last program that I did in 2008 was with John Sheliak. And then I spoke with John a couple of months ago and really haven't spoken with anybody since. And his face is up there on the website right now. And... Uh, I thought it was cool that uh, I have you on the program tonight to, to kind of uh, finish things up for a couple months at least. Yeah, yeah, John, uh, great guy. I think he's living in Slovakia currently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was great to uh, to meet him and Kent Stedman and have a great chat together back in, heck, it was 2006, I think. Yeah, sounds about right, yeah. Five, six, seven, somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe all of the above, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the great... Uh, momentous summer jams that used to, you know, put on out at the land and whatnot. So yeah, back in the golden years. <laughs> yeah, back when we couldn't imagine COVID or or Trump or Biden or anything else. You know, it was sort of they say ignorance is bliss, right? And, mm, mm-hmm. But we considered ourselves to be sort of on the path of coming to knowledge and things of that nature. So. It's not so shocking when you see things like this come to pass because you sort of knew it was coming somehow, somehow, some way from, you know, just all the things we used to take looks at and be part of. But yeah, I actually inter- interviewed Dr. John Chiliak on uh, the, 8th, the 9th of February in 2012 myself. You can find that if you just type in tech, T-E-C dash Dr. John Chiliak. But great guy for sure, you know, and... Uh, the meeting of all of the minds of uh, you and him and Ken uh, inspired the song Find the Others. So if just for that one song, I think every bit of it was worth it, you know. I think that's one that we're going to play here in a little bit as well. But, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, especially when you talk about how uh, we have been sort of discussing over all these years about you know, something is going to uh, is going to give way, um, and, and bring about some, some big change. And, uh, um, the, the situation in 2020, um, fits the, fits a lot of the, uh, parameters that, 
that we used to talk about, maybe not exactly. I don't think anybody really just kind of nailed it, but we all kind of saw something coming and, and weren't really looking very forward to it because of just the way things were trending and had been for, you know, for so many years. I think, we, you know, we sort of felt the perturbations well ahead of time. Your last show uh, back in, was it, 08, I think it was, you said uh, mm-hmm. something that's always stuck with me. You said man is not comfortable in his own skin anymore. Mm. And that was sort of the prelude to the 2012 and everything that was coming up with that. And there were a lot of people that pointed that year as a pivotal year for humanity. And I think, you know, Certainly it could have been in some way, shape, and form on a celestial level, but ultimately here we are with the real, you know, that that forecast really coming true. I don't know anybody that's comfortable in their own skin right now, honestly, mm-hmm. with all the, you know, we're in a permanent political climate and, and otherwise, so it's, it's, it's certainly an interesting time to be alive, there's no doubt there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. What uh, what have you been up to uh, since last time you and I spoke? You had the grand opening of the Walter Russell Museum, which was, I guess, at the end of last year, October or so of last year. Is that correct? Yeah, it was November first. So wow, we're just year. wow, amazing. Yeah. Well, you had a few good months there. Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, and and I, and I I really didn't mean that uh, you know in any way, but I'm curious what. Uh, what what you were able to do with the museum uh, once the whole COVID business took uh, control of of everybody's lives? Yeah, we had about approximately a three-month shutdown uh, executive order, Governor Northam of the state of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so we had had to adhere to that. You know, I would not have closed otherwise. We, we intended to remain open, but, you know, the level of fear in society was just off the chart. Yeah, yeah interesting the way people react to uh to fear isn't it but uh ultimately what came out of this all was we as the university enjoyed the greatest book sales we've ever had in our history the past six months all right so there's a lot of walter russell books (laughs) out there in the world that weren't prior to this whole thing happening so uh we did get booted off of amazon two days ago unfortunately, which is a, a large portion of our income. But hopefully we can resolve that and get back on. But if people are interested, they can visit philosophy.org forward slash store and uh, pick yourself up a Walter Russell book. It goes, all of it helps your purchase donations to help preserve the, the Russell legacy for posterity. Yeah, and uh, for people who aren't familiar, you can go to the the, uh, the website that, uh, that, that Matt mentions once again that is philosophy.org what a wonderful uh, domain name by the way for sure uh philosophy.org and that is the uh <clears throat> the home of the university of science and philosophy is that correct that is correct and for those unfamiliar a little bit about that might as well talk about that for a couple minutes here sure well that's an idea that sprang out of the Twilight Club, which was started by mm-hmm. British philosopher Herbert Spencer back in the 1870s. Uh, its members included Mark Twain, um, Edwin Markham, Walt Whitman, uh, Andrew Carnegie was a funder of it. Uh, he donated the house for these poets and luminaries to meet, and they would meet at Twilight to discuss basically the 
human condition and the need to inculcate character in man through character-building programs to save humanity from a, uh, a fall, basically, that they saw coming due to the Industrial Revolution. And they really felt that man was being turned into a cog in a wheel, you know, in a, in a, in a machine, more or less, and that his mind was being machined along with the Industrial Age. So they felt the need that there's a great calling to start character-building organizations. And actually, out of this movement came such things as the Rotary Club um, that, that took off in Chicago, which was more or less an extension of the Twilight Club. You have uh, movements like the uh, Fraternal Order of Eagles and mm-hmm. uh, like around the same time, American Legion, um, basically support clubs and organizations, um, the Lions Club, and uh, also the Boy Scouts of America and uh, in, in England started out of this movement. So that the purpose of those were to inculcate character in the youth as well as in regular everyday individuals so that they could stave off a collapse of civilization, which more or less focused on the building of man's character and soul and the study of the soul is um, um, Alex, <clears throat> excuse me a moment, let me pull up. Alexis Carroll, who wrote Man the Unknown, recommended to Walter Russell that he should start a school to teach man about his own soul, because we had all these wonderful sciences, uh, anatomy, biology, chemistry, all these great sciences, but we had no science of the soul or of man himself. Hmm. So that was really Walter Russell's calling, and when he met his wife-to-be, Leo Russell, they joined forces, and that was the beginning of the University of Science and Philosophy, which was to do just that, teach the science of the soul of man. And that started in 1948 and is still going today. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, it's an amazing story and uh, and just a deep well of knowledge and information that you can dip into there at... Uh, philosophy.org. I appreciate all the work that you've done over there, Matt, and especially uh, uh, proud of uh, the work you've done there at the museum. Just remarkable. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. Cool. Okay. So um, have you, uh, you know, we were talking about John just a few minutes ago. Have you talked with John um, in, in the last, uh, uh, it had been, it had been nearly 10 years since he and I had spoken last. Um, and we finally kind of reconnected about well, a couple, three months ago, and we had a couple little Zoom chats, and then he uh, he and I did a little little radio chat a couple months ago, and I'm glad we're kind of back in touch. He's still still uh, doing some interesting stuff there in, in Slovakia. Yeah, yeah, him and I blurred back and forth uh, through one of the, you know, famous, infamous applications, you could call it, but... Uh, so you know, we stay in touch uh, almost daily. Really, we we send links and things back and forth, and usually we're we're always on the same wavelength. Generally, what he sends to me, I've already seen, or <laughs> send to him, and vice versa. But just kind of staying on top of the pulse beat, yeah, I mean, drama. <laughs> you know, it's it's the most interesting show in town, wherever your town might be. So, I think I think it's I think it's true, and it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of of apps. I, uh, a, f- a friend of mine uh, sent me a note the other day and said, "Hey, Mike, Zoom now has a market cap higher than Exxon Mobil." Holy crap! 
So, and, and I, and I, my response was, we're living in a clown world, you know, <laughs> and it's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, uh, no offense to zoom, uh, but if you look at the assets, you know, just the, just the, the assets alone of, of, a, of a company like Exxon Mobil, and I'm no big fan of Exxon Mobil, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, right. Sure. It, but but just its global assets alone are worth, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. So, you know, if ExxonMobil goes bankrupt, there's plenty of uh, plenty of uh, of of money that's going to come out of that bankruptcy because they have so many assets, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they're valued, you know, where they're at. Then you have a company like Zoom that really has nothing but some software. Uh, and, and I don't know how many people that work for them. It can't be many. Uh, I doubt if they even own their own servers or anything, I, you know, and I, I just find it remarkable that, that, that the market can, can value that, that company, you know, higher than, uh, than, than ExxonMobil. But anyway, it is so. Yeah. If we could have had the foresight to get stock in Microsoft or, or Zoom, if it's actually a, a tradable company or stock, we, we could have ended up very, very well off. But, yeah, um, you look at the stock of major corporations, things like Target and uh, Home Depot. Um, Walmart. Costco, Walmart, they're, they're all through the roof. because you Amazon. Know, uh. Yeah, basically it's, you know, it was the big crony capitalist corporations that got to operate through the closure why mom and pops were shut down and mm-hmm. you know the whole thing didn't make sense to me in the beginning and you just look at a mom and pop you know they might get 50 to 100 people through the door so where's the risk of infection and and spreading but you look at a walmart you get five to ten thousand people a day in a place like that yet they were allowed to stay open yeah. i think if yeah. it was truly a disease that was of any concern for the health of safety of the general public they should have shut the big stores and left the mom and pops open. Yeah, I, you know, I, because they have less traffic. So it's just completely. You know, we live in in clown world, as you said. It's the logic is upside down. Uh, if I see any more face diapers, I'm just going to puke. You know, it's like I'm just ready to. I think the whole human race is ready for a vacation. <laughs> yeah, it sure feels like that, and and it's it's become such a divisive issue, and yeah. it's it's been it's become a political issue, or it's, or, or maybe that's what it was to begin with. Right. We have all kinds of stuff under underlying, which we can touch on here later in the program. Sure. We've got, uh, you know, I think. I'm sure you're familiar, but maybe others aren't familiar with uh, some of this, the talk coming from the World Economic Forum and this guy Klaus Schwab and great uh, the, the great, the so-called Great Reset, which is now not even undercover anymore. It's just right, right out there in the open. In fact, Time Magazine, I think this this uh, last week, or maybe is, is Time a weekly magazine or a monthly mag? I don't even remember anymore. But anyway, the last most recent cover of Time Magazine uh, speaks. Uh, Right to this uh, great reset idea, um, very very interesting and strange uh, and concerning. But hey, uh, again, it's one of the things that I think uh, many of us saw um, on on the radar, but just uh, didn't know exactly how it was going to unfold. And it turns out that COVID, uh, regardless of what you think of COVID, whether you think it's real, manufactured, whether you think it's all made up, whether you think it's the worst thing that ever hit mankind, it's still being used um, for. Uh, for further agenda, 
uh, or agendas. So maybe we can t- uh, touch on that a little bit. Let's take a break here. I want to play. I want to play that song. Find the others that you uh, that you mentioned at the beginning of the program before I before it, it leaves my mind, and then maybe we come back and talk a little bit uh, about some of this other stuff. All right. Sounds great. Yeah, Matt, um, Matt and um, for those unfamiliar, your website, mattpresti.com, M-A-T-T-P-R-E-S-T-I, but we also have the uh, uh, the university there at philosophy.org. Mattpresti.com, still um, uh, the correct address for you, though? Yes, sir. Yeah, we're still kicking. All right, cool. Mattpresti.com, that's M-A-T-T-P-R-E-S-T-I.com, and once again at... Uh, philosophy.org. All right, Matt, I'll be back in just a uh, minute, okay? Sounds good, bud. All right, man. Okay, everybody, it's Mike. You're listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. Last show we're going to do here for a couple of months, come back at you around the new year, and I'm glad to have my friend Matt with me uh, for the duration tonight. We'll be on the air with you till about 1.30, and then we'll make way for uh, for Eric and uh, the Sound Legacy. Here's one um, from Matt called Find the Others. I think we'll grab Matt again if he hasn't run away. You still here with me, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Tell people a little bit about this song. You mentioned uh, a, a little bit about it just a couple minutes ago, but it's called Find the Others. You wrote it back, uh, I don't know, it must have been 2008, 9, 10, something like that. Um, what's the story behind the song? Yeah, 2007. Um, I was inspired upon returning from one of your summer solstice parties. Mm-hmm. Just the best parties ever. You know? <laughs> and uh, Anyways, uh we had a great conversation. It was you and I and John and, and Kent Sedman yeah. around at the picnic table there on the deck and just having a chat and a couple cold beers and just great conversation. Wow, it was really stellar. You know, it, it uh, took me up uh, upstairs a little bit. And so that inspiration, when I got home, I just grabbed the guitar and kind of wrote a little ditty in honor of that meeting. And, you know, it, it sort of the theme that we had talked about there at the table was finding the others. And mm. I realized kind of a, a little blurb there in my own mind that, that if you're going to find the others, you have to start finding yourself more or less and the others will begin to emerge. Mm. So sort of the process of self-discovery leads you to discover other selves who have discovered themselves. <laughs> it's, it's interesting how that works. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, I, I appreciate the background and here's the song itself. Matt, we'll be back with you in a few minutes. It's Mike. You're listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN Columbia. This is Find the Others, Mr. Matt Presti. So you live in hell, you have to wonder why it is that people always seem to suffer in the well, beneath the water, lie the answers to the questions that we ponder. Do we try so hard just to falter? Sacrifices that we make upon the altar If we learn to come together Then this world can change and we will make things better Find yourself, find the others There's a world inside that you will soon uncover Find yourself Find the others 
Awesome one there from our friend, Mr. Matt Presti. That one featuring Jeff Schneider on guitar, Mike Coulter on the drums, Matt playing bass and keys and vocals, and uh, Matteo Presti on the camera if you got to see that video. Excellent stuff there, Matt. Appreciate that. Great song. Yeah, thanks a bunch. All right, awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, I'll mention that Matt has a bunch of music out there on the web, and if you go to... Uh, YouTube and just find his YouTube channel at Matt Presti. I guess it's basically uh, uh, if you just go to YouTube and, and, and put in Matt's name, you'll come up with his YouTube channels. That's probably the best way, right? Yeah, or you can go youtube.com forward slash Matt Presti. Okay, easy enough. And there's a ton of stuff there. And uh, we'll hear a little bit more from, uh, from Matt through the course of the program tonight. All right, so... <clears throat> We uh, we were talking about COVID. We were talking about the Great Reset. We were talking a little bit about the election tomorrow. I'm I'm really uh, not too keen on talking too much about that. I think we all know exactly what's going on. I mean, at least that the, that there is, you know, the election at stake. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on with regard to the outcome. If it'll be fair, if it'll be fraudulent. I think they're probably always fraudulent to a certain extent. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, this one perhaps more than others, perhaps not. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss and I'm just sort of beside myself with the whole, with the whole current situation. So, right. you know, I think we're all itching to get beyond it and have some time away, but I'll just say every terrible policy on earth has been born out of fear. So, you know, you go back to nine 11 and there's mm. a lot of similar overlaps with the psychology around the event and what was born out of it had absolutely pretty much zero to do with the event itself but all these terrible policies came out of that like 
the TSA, for instance, you know, <laughs> mm. you know they've been proven over and over to be completely ineffective, yet I think it's more about the psychology. And one thing these manipulators have on us is a very good understanding of the psychological nature of the human being. And mm-hmm. anything that they want to get past in terms of policy is always, you know, you have the problem, reaction, solution uh, scenario that always plays out typically. And people will accept pretty much any absurdity if the fear is volume knob is up high enough. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, in mm. fact, there's probably half the world would, would bury themselves in their own backyard if the CDC recommended that. It's I, just really the, the unthinking masses are, are our most dangerous foe. So really the enemy is not them, it's ourselves and how we react to their dictates and their, you know, the, the problems they create, more or less, with mass media hype and, and fear-driven uh, reports and things of that nature. Mm. Um, I mean, just you look out at the world and you see it every day. So, But there is a, a large contingent of people that are waking up to the control paradigm, you know, and like you had mentioned earlier, it's not necessarily even whether the virus has actual real effects or not. It's, that's, uh, yeah, there, there's certainly a, a hyper flu going around, or there was, but uh, ultimately it's what's born out of the fear and the reaction to it that was the problem. You know, and then becomes the solution all along that mm-hmm. we're seeing them push that. And if we can get on top of that and, and get control of our own fear as a collective, we might be able to push back against the, the radical changes that they want to make, which is going to really limit our, our freedom and liberty. And there's, you know, every great mind has said if you trade freedom for liberty and freedom and liberty for security, mm-hmm. you're probably you know, don't deserve either one of those. Yeah, and you're probably going to end up with none of them as well. Exactly, exactly. So we're in a pivotal place. Humanity has got to make some tough choices. And, uh, you know, I think the the divide is clear for a reason. But uh, And I don't think it's man-made this time. I think it's actually a natural divide. Hmm. You know, nature does polarize things. So uh, there's, in one sense, a large swath of humanity that wants to march backward to the blackness of the primal jungle back into chains, back into bondage, back into slavery, mental, physical, and spiritual. And then you have a swath of humanity that wants to move forward and upward and progress toward the mountaintop. So the anti-progressive movement versus the progressive movement of humanity is on the table now. Hmm. Well, and I think that, as you mentioned, it is a natural thing. In fact, there really is nothing here that isn't natural, including everything that humans do. We think we're sort of separate from nature, but we're all part of the part of the program here. Right. And, um, and I might just add the caveat that the parties that we used to know are over. The party's over, guys. Hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's really uh, freedom versus slavery, in my mind. And, you know, what I'm seeing come out of all of this, again, it's, it's terrible policy that's going to end up... Uh, more or less controlling every aspect of our lives. And there are people who are, have no problem with that. And then there's other people who understand the, the value and the principles of liberty and freedom, and they tend not to want to go that direction. Yeah. And I've, I, even though this is a, a, an ages-old sort of debate, it feels like now is crunch time, though. It does feel that yeah. this is um, uh, the opportunity, perhaps, that uh, that the 
that, that the globalist gang has been waiting for in order to try to implement some of these things that they perhaps have been, you know, had uh, on the on the playlist for some time, but just didn't have quite the opportunity uh, to uh, to implement. And now I feel that that it's go time, that they're all in. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I think that the uh, that, that the news media now is openly talking about things like the Great Reset, talking openly about socialism and Marxism here in the United States of America, um, uh, you know, without without any uh, without any any cover on it, where that used to be something that, gosh, you wouldn't even admit to it, you know, mm-hmm. even if it was your agenda, you would never admit to it. <laughs> you know? right. right. I think it's really the the sheet has come off of the of the. The little clan that's running this thing, you know, so uh, they're out in the open. I don't know if you saw the guy who's uh, head of the U.N. or the Economic Forum, if it is, uh, the right fella, Klaus, whatever yeah, Klaus Schwab, yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> Just, if I got caught dressed like that in public, they'd think I was, you know, in a, in a Star Trek Next Generation episode. I mean, the guy looks like he's from Saturn. <laughs> and just what is that? I don't get that, you know. But. I should I should try to find <clears throat> a uh, a clip of of him. And yeah, he's a, he's an interesting character, and and again, the, you know, you got the World Health Organization director who's a more or less an avowed communist. So it's it's you, know, you just look at the uh, the intriguing uh, cross threads that uh, bind all these different organizations together: the Bill Gateses of the world and the you know, the Fauci's and everybody else, it's, you know, we're talking a massive bureaucracy. And the greatest threat to man's liberties and freedoms have always been the bureaucratic element that that basically entrenches itself into systems that, that you know, champion liberty and freedom. You, you end up with a bureaucratic, uh, just a large bureaucratic mess, and that ends up more or less eroding the liberties and freedoms of the people in order to multiply their power that they don't have because they're not elected. So the only way they can really increase their power is to take it, and we willingly give it under a state of fear, which is, you know, again, I'd say I'd rather live in a, in a, in a system of dangerous freedom than safe slavery. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, absolutely. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a two-minute clip of this, of this fella. Let's listen to this, and then we'll come back and chat a little bit more, okay? All right, check this out, everybody. This is Klaus Schwab, Professor Klaus Schwab, and also he is the uh, the founder of the World Economic Forum or World Economic Foundation. I forget exactly the name of the organization, but anyway, it's a big glo- uh, global uh, organization that is primarily um, interested in the large-scale uh, scale economics of the entire planet they meet once a year in davos switzerland you may be familiar with that some of you it's but it's a it's a whole huge cadre of uh, extremely uh, powerful and uh, creepy people so anyway check this guy out madame president von der leyen excellencies honored participants the world economic forum as the international institution for public-private cooperation is putting its full weight 
behind this crucial initiative. The purpose of the World Economic Forum is to mobilize business and to make sure that business, together with the other stakeholders of global society, governments, international organizations, civil society and science, addresses the big issues of our times. We have taken the initiative immediately after the appearance of this pandemic to create a COVID-19 action platform. More than 1,000 companies are engaged and over 30 projects have been put into practice. We feel that business can make a very special contribution not just pharmaceutical companies and other companies directly related to this pandemic, but every business is challenged today to contribute with its know-how and with its resources to the solution of this challenge, of this problem, which is of utmost significance for the future of humankind. We are particularly committed to this initiative since the Forum has been at the origin in its annual meeting in Davos of the Global Fund, Gavi and SEPI, together with the Gates Foundation and other founders of those crucial organizations, particularly today. Madam President, Excellencies, we would like to assure you that business, as far as the Forum can mobilize it, is behind this initiative and we will support you in any way we can. And this initiative that he is talking about is the Great Reset. And uh, once again, it's, uh, the, 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 the mask is off, Matt. It is off. And, you know, he mentions Gavi and, you know, of course you have uh, multiple other organizations that are part of this. And the thousand corporations are, of course, the biggest ones more or less, that are out there, uh, whose members sit on various boards and, you know, cross-pollinate across all those platforms so that they can more or less determine the course of human history. It's interesting, Walter and Leo Russell both had written in their books in the 50s that, that industry itself could be a really great uniting force to bring mankind to a higher spiritual level, hmm. and to inculcate character in the youth and to you know, help to make man more free and more artistic and m more to be and express his true purpose on hmm. planet Earth. So how did they see that connection between industry and and the furthering of our sort of spiritual evolution? Well, he had he had mentored and, and tutored at IBM for Thomas Watson. They were friends for about a period of 10 or 12 years, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Watson hired him to come in and basically teach ethics to the salesman. To in, in his seven years of teaching at IBM, lecturing, uh, he was able to, you know, basically preach the Sermon on the Mount. But he didn't he didn't call it that. He more or less taught the principles of that, you know, and uh, that basically by giving service to your fellow man. Uh, your fellow man will naturally give service back to you, and and they—that's what you know had been mentioned in the uh, in the work that the Twilight Club was doing. That 
man should ennoble man, not, you know, try to turn him into a cog in a, in a machine. And uh, so that effort was there. Uh, Watson, of course, I think, had a, a different set of plans for his, his company eventually. He did have 76 offices around the world at the time in the 30s. Uh, there's some speculation as to whether he, he helped with the, uh, you know, the, the tattooing of Jews in the concentration camps with IBM and the machines and whatnot. But uh, Dr. Russell actually just, his involvement was to lecture uh, the salesman on how to use universal law, the law of balance, as he saw it, to uh, further business. And that because of the international reach and scope of these corporations, that if these ideals were taught at a universal level, that would unify man to be able to correctly deal and interchange with his fellow brothers and sisters on the planet. But, of course, we know that uh, I would say due to <laughs> generations after the original inception of a lot of these corporations and the kids that take over who grow up without the, you know, that inculcation of character and giving more or less the silver spoon generations that followed the uh, wealthy industrial families that started these corporations in the, in the initial uh, out of the gate start and beginning uh, transformed into something that, that was more or less an elitist kind of attitude. And so you can actually see that. It's, you know, this group of folks it has decided for the rest of us the course that we're all going to take together without even asking us if we want to go along with it. It's more or less you either go along with it or you're out of the picture or you can't buy, sell, or trade because you won't have the digital currency that allows you to survive or to fly on an airplane. And again, you just look at the cross factors, the uh, different people that you had mentioned, the Gates Foundation, Gavi, ID2020.org. You can look at the alliance of, of people there. Um, even Dr. Fauci, who stands to gain, you know, millions and millions of dollars through his investments on, you know, the Redemsevir mm-hmm. and other things like that. So the threads are there. I mean, people just have to do the homework and take a look at it. It's not really hard to find anymore. You know, what's interesting to me, one of the many things is that how many people involved in the uh, large-scale decisions of these types of things that aren't even elected officials. They're all somehow appointed <clears throat> or, uh, or hired by, by somebody. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. Even in, on the local regional level, you've got uh, local like health commissioners, like that, that, that type of position um, that, isn't, that, that isn't even an elected position in many cases. And they're, and they're making, making decisions for, uh, for lots and lots of people or, or perhaps it's just their advice is being taken. Um, but, uh, in any case, it's, 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 it's remarkable to me. Yeah. And again, it's, it's top down control. It's pyramidal. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that the feminists and the, uh, more the liberal progressive movement who usually generally espouse hatred for the patriarchy are actually listening to exactly what a patriarchy is telling them to do in terms of masking, in terms of closing oh, yeah. their own businesses. You know, this is this is top-down rule, and there's no no uh, forums for the people to come and gather and, and actually discuss whether that's the right thing to do or not. Because we're we're too stupid to make our own decisions, so we have to do exactly what the CDC tells us to. And uh, 
you know, if they told us to, to put ether on a on a cloth and breathe it till we pass out, you know, how many people would actually just do that without even questioning? And that's mm-hmm. that's again, it just really comes down to there's there's two directions we can go as a human race, and I think that's what 2020 represents to me. And it's a it's a very remarkable year. I mean, there's been just absolutely unprecedented power grabs that have never happened before in the history of mankind. And it's an international power grab. It's the biggest power grab that's ever been uh, attempted on planet Earth. And so how we react to that as a species and what we choose for ourselves going forward is going to determine which course or which destiny the human race takes. And I think there's certainly a... uh, a divide, and it's again, it's a natural one. It's it's freedom and liberty versus tyranny and, and absolute top-down control mm-hmm. for safety and security. And you know, like I said, I'd rather live in a in a dangerous freedom than a safe slavery state. But you know, a lot of people in this world think that the slavery state is the way to go. But ultimately, it's you know, if you're a true rebel, you you would protest that because of the people that control it and the absolute uh, total 100 percent bureaucratic nightmare that it's going to produce and also the fact that uh, you know it's it's it continues the system of crony capitalism on steroids more or less so your your complacency to this system is supporting the greatest crony capitalist uh, takeover of planet earth ever attempted so if you're truly anti-capitalist, you would oppose Bill Gates, you would oppose Klaus and his company, and you would oppose all the organizations and thousand corporations that are you know, attempting to take over mankind, I agree. his very capital and his life. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, um, I, I also think it's, it's interesting that, uh, um, that it's not... You know, we we tend to get stuck on American politics and what's happening here in the United States, and yeah, it's important. But this is this is not just about uh, the U.S. This is a global uh, uh, initiative, as as Mr. Mr. Schwab points out very clearly now, and um, and and it is very very well coordinated and you can see it uh, in the social media companies that uh, uh, you know recently with uh, you know it, just censorship which is remarkable that we even uh, have to talk about it but the level of censorship in the United States of American uh, you know in our media um, it, it's it's stunning uh, that, that 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 the free press of the United States of America has come to this yeah, and they again. You go to the boards of directors that sit on these companies. You know, you've got uh, a lot of uh, former rhinos and, and uh, you know, Democrats and others who are all in on the Great Reset. They're all in on the plan. It's been in the works for a very long time. And uh, but more more so, the bureaucracies. You know, people can be bought. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. ultimately, it's it's a plan that's been in the works for a very long time. Some call it the in the Freemasonic movement, the 200-year plan, that literally they've been working on this thing for 200 years, and it was to culminate around 2021, the transition. You know, you have the uh, Agenda 21, mm-hmm. which has been around for 40-something years, which saw 2021 as a, as a year of, of massive change for the human species. 
And then you have Agenda 2030, which is mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. basically that 10-year period is sort of like the great cultural revolution under Mao. And I think the globalists, what they really like the most in terms of systems is the communist system because it's the absolute authoritarian state control with, that gives the state 100% power. So it's more of a fusion between the fascist and communist elements of that world, mm-hmm. you know, blending together to create the ultimate super state. And you can watch The Prisoner, you can watch 1984, or read the book, you know, Brave New World, and it's all it's all been said, basically predicted. So it's more or less, you know, this is their idea of the future of man, and then there's a, a, a different radical idea that, that man should be left to his own devices, his own choices, and his own intuition. And, uh, you know, it's sort of like the artist versus the machine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very true. And, it, and it's, a, it's, it's a clear, uh, you know, it's a clear divide, but the, the, but the media um, and the ability to m- manipulate psychology, like you were mentioning a little bit earlier in the program, um, is extremely uh, high level and, um, and, and able to convince uh, even the most, well, maybe not the most, but even, even very reasonable people um, that, that, that to go along with, with something like this, even if it would be completely against, you know, their, uh, their, their typical mindset, somehow it's, it really is like a brainwashing type of thing. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a hypnosis almost where they just sort of go along with it, even though it's somehow they, 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 they normally wouldn't, you know? Yeah. It's, it's truly weaponized psychology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they know what pulls the strings of the human species. They knew that, you know, the constant media portrayment of a deadly virus would drive man into a state of fear. And at that point, he's very easily manipulated. That's right. And say the same thing over and over and over again, no matter what, no matter whether it's true, it doesn't matter if it's true. You repeat it long enough, repeat it over and over again, people will, will, they will believe it. It's amazing. Yeah, again, every terrible policy on earth has been born out of fear. Out of fear. Hey, uh, we are uh, a little past the top of the hour. I kind of missed my break, so I'm going to have to take one here. But let's uh, come back and chat for a few more minutes, okay? Sure thing. All right. Uh, my guest is Mr. Matt Presti. He's on the web at Matt Presti. That's P-R-E-S-T-I, mattpresti.com. You can also find his YouTube channel. Uh, fantastic stuff there. We're going to play another song. I'm going to play this one called I Can See Heaven. Matt, can you tell me a little bit about that song? I've got a whole bunch of yours that I've collected over the years, and some of them go back, you know, as far back as 2007, 2008, but then there's some as recent as 2018, I think, and I don't know where this one falls. Tell me a little bit about the song I I can see heaven. Yeah, that was actually born out of a, a minor illumination that I had where, you know, basically an illumination, as the Russells taught in their teachings and other illuminates have uh, hinted upon in their writings, great poets and such, uh, the illumination experience is basically a major inspiration. So everybody's able to have the experience of illumination, which, again, is it begins as a minor illumination, and it culminates into really just a incredible state of ecstasy, if you will. And I experienced several of these in my life, uh, and it usually is born out of being very, very inspired, either by writing, 
creative writing or doing something creative, even walking in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, was what inspired Walt Whitman to have his illuminations and, and write some of the great poetry that we've been uh, able to share out of the, those experiences. So ultimately, it's, it's just about that experience, more or less, and I can see heaven means the kingdom of heaven within man, as the Nazarene uh, spoke <laughs> some couple thousand years ago, and uh, ultimately that, that experience is something that is transformative, life-changing, and, you know, it's really a substanceless experience. So it's born out of pure inspiration, more or less, and, and goes from there. Awesome. All right, let's listen to it here. Matt, we'll be back. We'll be back with you in a few minutes, and uh, uh, stick around. Okay, thank you. All right, everybody, it's Mike. You're listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. This is I Can See Heaven from Matt Presti. Back with you all in a few minutes. I can see heaven when I close my eyes No pain or sorrow, just paradise Well, I can feel pressures all through this world i 
Collins called I Can See Heaven. Lovely stuff there from Mr. Matt Presti. You listen to it here. It's Radio Orbit, KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. Streaming on the web at kopn.org. My name is Mike Hagan. You can find me on the web at mikehagan.com. All right. Amber House is a full-service getaway in historic Rocheport, Missouri, featuring multi-course meals from locally sourced foods and four individually designed suites, each with a fireplace and a jetted tub. Owners Dawson and Sherry look forward to personalizing each customer's stay. Uh, Pictures and more can be found at the Amber House Facebook page or at amberhousebb.com. Real nice bed and breakfast there in Rochport, Amber House Bed and Breakfast. All right, and um, let's see, what do we got here? It is about 12.15, November 3rd, 2020. Wow, it's election day in the United States of America. I wonder um, how long it takes them to start uh, counting and all that stuff. I think I think they've had more ballots cast prior to the actual election date than ever before. I believe that somewhere is around 80 million or some votes that have already been cast prior to today. Let's see if our guest, Mr. Matt Presti, has any insight into that. Matt, have you heard the same thing? I think that the pre- uh, voting was much higher this uh, this election period than than normal. Yeah, well, o- ultimately we've only ever had a a uh, as far as I'm aware in, in most states uh, in person voting. Uh, absentee was at an all time high, I'm sure, and and what the changes due to the COVID and the Rona and all mm. that. We call it the Rona out here. In the the Rona, we call it the vid. Yeah. The vid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, certainly that's all part of the, the changes imagined for the, the human race that you eventually won't even have to leave your house and you can work at home from Zoom and vote from home and do everything from home because you won't be allowed to come out unless you have your vaccination uh, proof of ID vaccination on, on your digital tattoo. So ultimately, uh, like I said, there's two visions for humanity and. Um, the, the numbers are up there for sure, and uh, I think we're going to see probably the greatest record turnout of any election that we've ever had in the history of the United States. And, uh, ultimately, they, they tend to finish the counts um, within 24 hours of most elections in, in 99% of the cycles. Um, we saw that Broward County fiasco back in the Gore-Bush 2000 <laughs> right. election, of course, right. with the hanging chads right. and everything. And what about... Um what about all the votes that have already been cast? Uh, did, did they start counting those ahead of time, or are those all just kind of held somewhere? And, I mean, I, I, I don't expect you to be a, a, an, an expert on this, but I, I'm just curious if you've got any insight. Cause I'm, well, that's a good question. I don't have any information on that. I wondered that myself. Is it actually already counted, or do they actually count them all on Election Day? And um, So it, I imagine it would go by precinct, Yeah, yeah. each one. Each state makes their own rules with their commissions. So, right. well, yeah. I'd say it's going to be an it's going to be an interesting twenty four hours. I got a feeling. Uh, yeah, so. there's a lot of people. I guess you could say the anxiety level is so thick you could cut it with a butter knife. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely you know in the air the, the the feeling of I think a lot of people really want to put this behind them. Even moderate people, people that aren't even political, have you know. I talked with a gentleman yesterday, and 
he said, I, you know, I just, I've never seen such, he's got to be in his 80s. And he said, I've never mm. seen such a divisive time in my life. Yeah. Friends and family. And he goes, I'd really just like to see this thing get finished, you know. And mm. ultimately, you look at <clears throat> the impact on seniors that this whole mess has had, and it's, it's really disheartening. So, Well, you know, and, and, and children as well. I mean, it's yeah. amazing the, 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 the impact on kids. And I've got a couple of my own. And... Uh, fortunately, they're not quite as young uh, as some of the the more. Uh, I, th- I think the younger uh, children, you know, in grade school, middle school type of an age, are really just uh, having a difficult time. They can't get out and see any of their friends. They're d- trying to do school online is absolutely ridiculous and just not good for anybody. The teachers all hate it. The kids can't stand it. Um, and it's, it's just not a, not a healthy environment for, for, for children right now at all. It's amazing that a virus with a 99.9% survival rate could do this to an otherwise uh, mentally sufficient population. Well, it's, uh, it, it shows you how, uh, how weak of mind, I guess, the average uh, the average person is, and I almost said the average Amer- American, but I'm gonna, I'm going to include pretty much everyone in the in the entire population. We always go, but we I, I end up going back to that psychological uh, commentary that, that that you had earlier in the program. But that really is it. Right. Uh, they have, and by they I mean the, the the social engineers and the World Economic Forums and the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commissions and all of these. Uh, multinational uh, cloaked organizations that have operated uh, sort of, uh, I, I won't say but, you know, totally in secret for all of these years. Um, they, they certainly exist and their memberships are made, um, uh, made public, but their agenda has never been made particularly public. And they're uh, like, you can't just go read the minutes to their meetings, you know? Um, but, you know, it's been rumored for, you know, for decades that that this is the agenda is to bring about a one world system, uh, a super state that is managed from the top down. Uh, the UN, uh, of, of, I, I guess, uh, I guess the uh, the League of Nations was sort of the the, the, the first go at it. Um, uh, the, the UN has been um, another testing ground that's been utterly uh just a just a complete failure um but but this is this has been on the books and and uh and now it it really does appear that that they have uh decided that it's time to uh, to pull the trigger so to speak and 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 this is their uh, their opportunity and and it has been provided by the covid-19 uh, pandemic again, whether it's uh, legit or not, that is the uh, the cover story, and 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 they are they are all in. They are going for it, man. Yeah, we got to keep in mind too. I think it's important that you know the solution to this doesn't lie with them. Of course, they make their decisions, but we got to always and ever remember that as a human race, as a as a sovereign being, if you can call yourself that, mm-hmm. you have the right. To make choices as well yes. and that's really what the universe is made of in terms of the human race we we make our own choices and if you let others choose for you then you will get their product you will get their service 
Now, we can choose as sovereign beings to accept a product or a service or a dictate or a tyranny or, a, you know. Yeah. The cost may be our life, but, you know, it's not the first time blood has been shed in the world to secure the illusion of freedom and liberty for generations to follow. Hmm. And I think I've heard another friend talk about this in particular, but we're both in agreement that there hasn't been a crisis facing humanity since the Great War that the Bhagavad Gita was written about. I mean, ultimately, this is kind of that historical overlap in terms of eras and epochs, but, I mean, this is really the most thrilling and greatest and most nail-biting time to be alive that the human race has really ever been through. And it's one of those times that I think maybe this was the 2012 that we all thought might occur in 2012, but it was just a little bit late, perhaps. But uh, ultimately, you know, the corporations, the thousand corporations that Hans uh, talked about, Klaus talked about, um, those corporations are made up of individuals, of people. And if the people in those corporations decide not to go along with it, there's Mm. absolutely nothing these people can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking less than 0.000001% of the population trying to control through unelected bureaucracies the entirety of humanity. And if 8 million of us can't put a stop, or 8 billion of us Hmm. cannot put a stop to this 100,000 people, shame on us. Yeah. We get what we deserve at that point. So ultimately, we have the power as the people of the world and I think we all share in the fact that, you know, none of us are multi-billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, we, we do have a sort of a dependency on each other. And if you're going to be free, if I'm going to be free, that means you have to be free. And the more of us that just realize the principles behind it, that, you know, it's an imperfect nation. Sure, the United States had its, you know, roots and its start out in, in the most imperfect way, but... Nonetheless, the, the things that came out of that that afforded this country uh, the greatness that it had had was it was the first time in history that man was allowed to procure and uh, determine really his own destiny, procure the materials needed for it, and to to basically unfold his his inner genius. And so we saw the the blossoming of genius around the turn of the 20th century. Mm. More geniuses appeared in this fertile soil of free and of freedom and liberty in terms of a land than any other place on earth. Yeah, yeah. And I think if if souls do incarnate, they tend to want to incarnate in places that have that. So it's sort of like the United States was the the testing ground for for what could be possible for humanity. And think of all the things that have been created. You know all the great things that have made our lives easier. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's really what the Russells saw, too, as, mm-hmm. as a unifying force of man, that all the technology and having a much easier life would liberate him to become more artistic and to really pursue the creative endeavors that lie dormant in his own soul. Well, and that's the, uh, that, that, that's the ideal uh, uh, version of, of, of the expansion and adaption of technology is that, you know, it is used to, you know, to make people's lives uh, better and more fun, uh, more exciting, more uh, comfortable, not more um, 
confined, which is the way that it is leaning, at least. Um, the technology is is being used more in a in a in a confinement sense than in a freeing sense right now. Sure. Everything in the world really has two sides. Uh, mm-hmm. A hammer can smash in a man's skull, or it could build a house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really who is the character that wields it determines its use. And so technology in the hands of the wrong people, especially a bunch of unelected bureaucrats who fantasize uh, and have suffer from pure narcissism and, and the uh, the uh, illusions of grand delusions of grandeur that you know they they project on themselves when they look in the mirror. You know, I'm not the first to say this, but you know, I, I know somebody who actually worked with Bill Gates and in the '80s, and and uh, he saw firsthand how Bill would steal other people's intellectual property mm. without any regard for their monetary or their, their you know entire life's work. He'd just come in and swoop it up, and that was it. And he basically referred to Bill Gates as a criminally insane psychopath. And he goes, "It's nobody you'd ever want to meet or be around." Mm. And, you know, you just look at his ties to uh, the different uh, things, his father on the Planned Parenthood and the whole nine yards, you know, which no. is a hot-button topic. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's this eugenicist thing, this idea that uh, there are people in the world who have taken upon themselves to decide who can live and who can die. And they aim to curb the population of the world, make, make no mistake. And um, you can believe me or you can't. And uh, either way, you're going to find out because it's already, you know, sort of moving in that direction. That's the next big thing that they'll announce that people will happily accept. Because, again, if if you don't think for yourself, then somebody else is doing the thinking for you. And I think we really need to reclaim our minds, as Terrence McKenna would say, mm-hmm. from the machine. And if we're going to, you know, ever reach space, we're going to have to make a concerted effort as a, as a species to you know, decide that, no, we're not going to go that direction. We want to go to the stars, not to the internment camps, <laughs> you know. Right. And that's, that's what I've, you know, consigned to do. I've, I've made it my life's mission to try to inculcate the ideas of freedom and liberty in my, my fellow brothers and sisters that walk this earth so that we can, you know, hand off the baton to our children and not hand them a pair of handcuffs and... Sh- you know, see them in our lifetime being shackled to the walls of Plato's cave. I mean, we've got to stay out of the cave, you know. Yeah. There's no going backwards. And so ultimately that's where I think man is destined to go is to the stars. And, you know, if, how, how, how many people do you know have even looked up lately? Mm. It's a beautiful sky tonight. People, yes. So make sure you see the moon and Mars and Orion's you know, belt is coming over the horizon. Sirius should be coming over the top of the trees pretty soon. Yeah, just yeah. beauty, absolute stunning beauty amidst all this little worldly chaos we find ourselves embedded in. I agree so much, Matt. I feel so much the same. Hey, we're uh, we're just the bottom of the hour here. Let's take another break here, and I want to play a song that you wrote called "Sentient Being." Speaking of people taking back their own lives and minds, tell me a little bit about the song "Sentient Being." Yeah, that, that more or less came out again from the, uh, the inspiration reading of The Twilight Club and how Herbert Spencer called the greatest luminary minds of the day together in an emergency meeting 
and they met at a house that Andrew Carnegie donated for their use, and he said, my, my friends, my fellow poets, and, you know, just the greatest minds together, a small group, he said, if we don't do something, you know, to stop the turning of man into a cog in the wheels of industry, man is going to lose his soul and his civilization. Hmm. So that really was the impetus for that. And the, the question I asked is, are you a sentient being or just a machine? Mm-hmm. All right, let's listen to it here. Matt, we'll be back with you in about four minutes. Thanks, Mike. All right, everybody, it's Mike. You listen to Radio Orbit on KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM, streaming at kopn.org. My guest tonight is Mr. Matt Presti, having a nice conversation and also some wonderful music from Matt on the web at mattpresti.com. Also check out his YouTube channel of the same name. This is a song called Sentient Being. We'll be back with Matt in just a few minutes. Mistakes keep being made. You 
broke the stillness yet again. And you fall after you've taken everything and still you crawl. On your hands and knees you begging up to God to save your soul. All those people you've forsaken, you cry your selfish call. You plundered and broken the world all for you and none all for, for you all. and none for all. Are you a sentient being or just a machine? Are you a sentient being or just a machine? Are you a sentient being or just a machine? Are you a sentient being or just a Just a machine. Yeah, that's the question. All right, it's Mike. You listen to Radio Orbit on KOPN Columbia 89.5 FM. My guest is Mr. Matt Presti on the web at mattpresti.com. And let's say hello again to Matt. Great song, man. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, one verse in there kind of questions the world controllers, too. You know, you are you going to plunder and break the world all for you and none for all? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's sort of the, the meaning behind that, too, is, you know, it's asking everybody, you know, are we sentient or are we just machines? And I think, you know, it's clear who is sentient and who isn't anymore in these days. Well, it's... Uh, it, 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 the division, the polarity, like you mentioned earlier in the program, I've never seen anything like it. And um, I think uh, I think many people are even are, are are frightened to even show their true colors, probably um, because they're so afraid of the reaction of you know, regardless of what uh, you know they what whatever position they might take, you know. Right. I yeah. Mean, and well trained. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, corporations, academia—they've really put a lid on on man's own imagination of himself, and we're seeing the side effects of that occur. You know, and even to the point where, if you go maskless in a place that really doesn't even have a policy whether or not you're required to wear one, you'll still get the looks from people that mm-hmm. are almost. You know, if they were a judge and jury, they would execute you for not keeping them safe. But again, the whole thing is just a, it's a backwards travesty. Ultimately, the only need to quarantine anyone is if they're ill. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to side with those who, who want to see the economy open back up and stores open back up because the logic, again, if this thing was so dangerous, then the, the box stores that get literally 10,000 people in them a day, which would be super spreader spots, should be shut down immediately, and mom and pop should be promoted because they're, they're mm. more the, the 50 to 100 people a day crowd. Yeah. Uh, honestly, there's no logic in any of this. Yeah. And I yeah. think you've got well over 60% of the medical community now questioning the CDC. You've got all the evidence coming out that, you know, the tests are absolutely. Well, I know, I know. Faulty, you know, and, and you know, you know the 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 media, the mass media, is really 
at fault here and really done i mean to say that they've done a disservice is is the understatement of of the morning for me but there's there's just been no honesty uh you know fr- from the media and it, and it begins you know for me would somebody please uh, you know, just do a story on the CDC and tell people the truth about this about the CDC. It's not it's not hidden, but nobody knows. I mean, the CDC is a lot like the Federal Reserve in the sense that they're that they're they're not they're not really uh, an, an agency of the U.S. government. They're much more they're, they're more like a vaccine company is what they, is what they are. And and it's very simple to find out. You just go look at their funding. And again, it's all available out there. Just go look at where the CDC gets their money. And it's overwhelmingly big pharma. Right. And, and I mean, the same thing goes with the WHO. Everybody talks about these organizations like they are, you know, the, the end-all be-all when it comes to medical information. But they are absolutely biased because they are money-making organizations or organizations that are, that are uh, front uh, organizations for you know, for money making. So, and, and, that, and that's not that hard to point out, you know, I'm no genius. And if I know it, you, you know, there should be somebody out there in the, in, in mainstream media that, that, that would be willing to point this out, but they are so utterly controlled uh, again from the top down that, that this type of information never even gets out. And people walk around thinking that the world health organization and the centers for disease control are actually working in their best interests. And they absolutely are not. Right. You, you've done a Boyd Graves. You've had uh. people on from time to time and really exposed the, the double standards, the hypocrisy, the weaponization of disease. I mean, you've done you're, you're, to your credit, you have a great history and archive of all kinds of information from, you know, 13, 14 years ago. So I implore people to go back and check out your, your Boyd Graves episodes and your, your you know, your commentaries on a, on a lot of this stuff. So kudos to you for that. And uh, a lot of that helped me to wake up and really want to take responsibility for my own health. Mm, you know, absolutely. I started that journey in 2002 when I switched from iodized salt to Himalayan crystal salt and I quit drinking uh, milk and I stopped with the fluoride toothpaste and I I started reading labels and avoiding high fructose corn syrup, Mm. all that in the same year, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started eating Lori, she thought I was nuts. What are you doing? We're standing in the store and I go, I'm reading the label. She goes, what? You know, and it was just a funny thing, but I just kept sticking with it and, you know, over just a, a few months' time, she began to read the labels, too. Oh, yeah. And I showed her the information on, you know, the obesity rates due to high-fructose corn syrup and things like that. So ultimately, you know, people have to make that choice for themselves. They have to take the responsibility for their life, their health, their happiness into their own hands. And I'll tell you what, I do not know a person on this planet who's done that, who's ever had one regret doing so Mm -hmm. in fact you you see them and they're like a bright light you know they go to the farmer's market they do little things they they don't buy into the fear and the control paradigms so in a sense you know that that's that's the antidote Mm -hmm. all of this and you were speaking of the media and it brought a great quote to mind you know one of the 
major backers of this whole global initiative and, and, and world control system is the Rockefeller Foundation. Oh, yeah. You see the report they did in 2010? Uh-uh. Well, was that, that, that were, they, were, they, were they gamed this whole thing? They called oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you mentioned the, the media, and it's just David Rockefeller, uh, during a meeting of the Trilateral Commission, June 1991, said this quote. We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for mm. almost 40 years. Yeah. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity during those years. But the work is now much more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. The supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national autodetermination practiced in past centuries. How about that, huh? So right there, he's telling you, you know, again, if, if you want to frame this for anybody out there of any particular political bent, if you want to frame it, these are super predator capitalists. So if you're going to be against capitalism, it's not the mom and pops who are struggling to survive you should be against. You should be against the, the Walmarts and the, mm -hmm. the, the, the big think tanks and, and the Rockefeller Foundation and Microsoft, because these are the super capitalist systems run in a patriarchal fashion that are going to end up dominating and controlling your lives. That's exactly right. You know, so why why isn't Antifa out in the feminist movement out protesting these sons of guns? Right? Yeah, I know, I know, so. I know. Now the whole thing, I'm 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 so confused by people's response to this. It just uh, blows my mind. Right, right. But you know, there's where there's where there's loyalty, there's there's hope. Where there's bravery and and courage, as again a great quote from Terrence McKenna: "Nature rewards courage." Mm -hmm. So I think it's. Mm -hmm. It's in our hearts. It's in it's in the soul of humanity to, you know, best this situation and, and make the most of it. And I think we can. I really do. You know, there are people now that talk pretty openly about the possibility of the breakup of the United States of America, a balkanization, so to speak, something similar that ha uh, to what happened in uh Eastern Europe and the former Soviet bloc, you know, back in the late 80s and, and, and during the 90s. And, you know, even a few years ago, I would have said that that was ridiculous and, and, and probably, you know, wouldn't have even considered it as a possibility. Now I'm not so sure. Uh, uh, there, there are so many things that seem to be up in the air or on the table now at this point. Um, and, and again, because the division and the polarity between uh, people and, uh, and ideals and, and, uh, um, and philosophies right now, uh, make me think, I don't know, maybe, maybe that, maybe that's something that, 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 that could happen. I, to be honest, I'd hate to see it because I think anytime that happens, it usually happens violently. Um, I, it certainly did in Eastern Europe. Uh, any thoughts on that? Well, I have heard from a few sources that, like in California, Governor Newsom has been stockpiling gold and ammunition underneath the governor's estate and the, the state capitol. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. No, no. Yeah, I guess, you know, part of the, the plan that John Podesta and the DNC ran was to rehearse a, 
basically a secession of five states, Pennsylvania, New York, Oregon, Washington, and California, in objection to the election results. And so, as Hillary Clinton said, uh, Joe Biden will not concede ever, basically. And so the groundwork's been laid. Nancy Pelosi's echoed it, that there's going to be no concession. In fact, she, she's made a few quotes herself about her becoming president, which I find kind of strange, too. But um, again, H- hasn't but in, in all fairness, hasn't the Trump campaign said the same thing pretty much that they're that, that they won't. It seems to me that if the election is close, um, that I that neither side will be very willing to just uh, accept the results without some sort of contesting. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, you, you got to look at the, uh, you know, I'd say one thing he was right about is there, there's a hell of a lot of ballots that are ending up in the on the side of the road or in piles or in trash or lit on fire. Or, How do we know about that stuff? I, and again, I'm I'm not familiar with with, with this stuff. Are are people documenting the stories oh yeah. like that? Yeah, there. The, it runs on the alt media all the time. Uh-huh. You know, and you can broaden your horizons leave it to people to go and find those sources themselves. Um, but basically, you know, you want a great source, check out Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. I mean, he, he had a uh, undercover person going around in Texas with a, with a voting official who was uh, bribing people for their votes and openly admitting on camera that sh- she was trying to manipulate, you know, results and ballots wow. and things like that. And she even said, on camera, she goes, if I ever got caught, I could go to jail for a long time. So the corruption is real. It's out there, you know, and I'm sure it's happening on both sides. But mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, you just have to make the choice as to which way you want to see the country go. You know, it's openly heading one direction or the other, more toward nationalism or more toward globalism. And I'm, I'm curious if <clears throat> I... I Okay, I'm. I certainly understand the background of the Biden gang. That that, that that's not you know. I under, I get it. Trump's a little bit of a different story. Uh, in my mind, he's still certainly not Mister Clean, um, but I think he's more of an American crook. <laughs> and even though he's a crook, I think he. I think he actually. I think he actually cares about the country. More than 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 the Biden gang, I think that they've sold us out pretty much to the to the to the globalists and to the, uh, the international gangs. Um, but but I but I there's also a part of me that 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 thinks that it's just good cop bad cop, you know, and right. that and that Trump nor Biden are really for us, you know, uh, are going to have really any impact on the larger. Uh, machinations that we've been talking about the world economic that you know the, the the wf's idea of the great reset and all this other stuff um i'm yet to be convinced that that, that trump isn't uh you know just as much a part of that as everybody else and he's just playing his role right now i'd like to think differently but i'm i'm pretty cynical uh when it when it comes to most of that well i'll just say this i've, I've been researching conspiracy for 25 years and I knew about the Trans-Pacific Partnership, mm. about the <clears throat> Paris Climate Accord. You know, being into free energy research, the Paris Climate Accord would, would basically shut down any kind of energy research and production 
that's not state approved by the world authority. Um, the Paris Climate Accord would absolutely have destroyed, you know, energy independence in this country. Um, net neutrality would have destroyed the internet. So basically, I've watched his record and all the things that he's killed. I was wanting them dead long before he came along. Hmm. So everything I've seen, just about, I can't say everything, but a large portion of the things, he, you know, like the 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 healthcare mandate, I was getting penalized uh, almost eighteen hundred dollars a year because I didn't want their crap. Sh- their shitty insurance, yeah. yeah I, I don't want it. I don't. I don't do. Uh, allopathic medicine. Sure, if I if I break a bone, I'll go get it set. But as far as all this cancer industry and this whole mm-hmm. crooked Rockefeller-based, oil-based, petroleum-based medicine, I don't practice that, and I don't like people telling me that I have to. You know, so I've always been a you know pretty much ninety percent of the things that he's axed, I was for the axing. So the way I look at the man is. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Everybody that I hate hates him. So, so to me, it's a no-brainer. You know, it's like, if anything, he's he's a, you know he's bought some time mm. for the na- national sovereignty of the United States. He doesn't want to shut down any more states. He said we're not shutting down again. I know too many people who have almost lost everything. Yeah. Their business being closed, restaurants closing. You know, that just isn't fair why Walmart stays open. I mean, where's the logic? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And in fact, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's apparent right here in uh, in, in Boone County as well. Uh, and, and in fact, Boone County has been one of the more restrictive counties in Missouri, right. uh, probably because the, the university's here, but also there's a, there, you know, they, they certainly lean left when it comes to politics. And unfortunately, this uh, medical issue has become a political one as well. But uh, anyway, yeah, and, and it, it's it's been horrible to see what has happened uh, to these small businesses, and also like we were saying before, to the elderly and and to, and to the kids. And right. and again, without, in my opinion, you know, uh, enough uh, reason to do it. It just yeah, and it, a lot of it too, Mike, is selective outrage. Two million children go missing to sex trafficking in the United States every year. Where, where's the outrage? Well, I'll tell you something else. If there's one thing that I will give Donald Trump credit for is that the uh, apprehension of those types of characters has been significantly increased in the last three and a half, four years. One member said child trafficking arrests were up 3,300% over the last administration. Well, and and, and, and if that's not a unifying issue, you know... Right. That 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 should be a unifying issue, and uh, in fact, a, a a huge one. Yeah. And and I, I wish that that were again spoken about more in the media. And the reason it's not is because half of them are involved in all kinds of nastiness and involved, you know, and and that's what what was revealed, or at least for people like us, was confirmed when when Epstein and Maxwell and their whole yep. little project was uh, was uncovered, and and of course. Uh, you know that's uh, completely off of the radar now, right? No, no word. I mean, you, you it, can go to the U.S. Marshals website, and every day they post a story where they bust sixty, seventy, you know, yeah, and at it's, least seventy so children almost almost every other day. They're they're conducting operations, but you hear zero about it on the mainstream media. Yes, and that is, uh, 
uh, and and I think the reason is because it is such a unifying issue, um, and because the, the the media's job is to divide, right? And uh, and and it's also something that is you know that people, uh, uh, well, again, it's a, they they can unite around that because the great majority of people, whether you're whether you're on the left or on the right politically. Uh, you you don't want to see this happening to children, women, uh, innocent people uh, being sold like chattel, and uh, um, enslaved, and uh, and had just horrific things uh, done to them. Right. So so this this should be big news, and it should be uh, something that's uh, up uh, that should be on the on the docket when it comes to. Uh, the debates it should be a talking point of of uh, of both parties in my opinion um, and uh, and certainly the media does nothing to to promote that whatsoever so yeah I mean it's it's sort of plausible deniability you know mm. when you're part of something the last thing you're gonna do is blow the lid on yourself yeah 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 adrenochrome junkies and and Hollywood you just <laughs> it's you know, there's a lot to this whole thing, and if you go back, you know, in 2003, I read Transformation of America by Kathy yeah, O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that book was, was you know, I cried <sighs> because it was just so heartbreaking, you know, and, and from my own experience as a child, um, which, you know, that's that's all part and parcel to what we're going through right now, and if we're really the, the underbelly of the psyche of humanity is showing its ass, more or less. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we call the global world elite. And they, they are masters of manipulation. And I'll just say that if anything Trump's done, he's brought people to question whether or not that's the sort of a place we want to go. And, you know, prior to 2016, I've been saying for 16 years that the media was fake, but... You know, my own family calls me after Trump gets elected and says, hey, you, you're the media's fake, right? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I've been saying this for 16 years. Where have you been? Yeah. The orange man comes along and suddenly everybody's saying the media's fake. Well, you know, he just said what I've been saying for, for 16 years and what people like Jordan Maxwell have been saying since 1956. So, You know, Maxwell had a interesting video that he put out a few months ago and talked about when October comes, get ready. I don't know if you remember, uh, it, it, it kind of got some play on the, uh, on the alt media sites for a while. Right. And, um, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, you know, it wasn't, certainly wasn't specific enough to, uh, uh, to call it this way or that way, but definitely the end of the year here is, uh, is going to be interesting. I can, I think we can agree upon that. Yeah. I mean, there's, if you believe the media, we're all going to die from white supremacists. But ultimately, there's one hiding behind every rock in every part of the world. So, yeah, that's that's all the you know the thing I would say is is don't lose your sovereignty of mind to become polarized by the media. If you're going to be polarized, be be against evil, be against things that are you know demonstrably trying to take away your sovereignty, your children's sovereignty, trying to put you in a, in a perpetual state of fear and anxiety. Uh, be against things that are trying to take away your health and manage your life. You know, if we're truly to be free, we need less management. You know, this, mm. this giant overlord of super predator capitalists trying to overthrow the planet, 
And they love the capitalist system. I mean, true, true free market capitalism has never happened on this planet. It, the idea of it is good, as Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand would say, mm. but, you know, ultimately we've never really had it. It's, and, and that's, again, go back to the Twilight Club and the early on. Right. You know, Herbert Spencer said man's an animal, and, and what's going to happen, basically, is, is we're going to be turned into, into cogs in the machine unless, you know, we can keep focus on the soul of man and the development of, of man's artistic side, which people like, uh, you know, um, well, just there's 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 so many greats. You know, the the Steiner schools and the, and, and the Montessori and mm. you know these these kinds of education really try to develop the soul of the child as opposed to learning by rote. You know, and rote education, memorizing and repeating like parrots, is what a major contributor to the problems that we're in today because it it basically teaches you to adhere to authority and never to question it yeah, so, we, yeah we need I, I agree the systems that you mentioned waldorf and uh yeah. and montessori these types of things they, they teach kids how to learn not not particularly what to learn but this Absolutely. is what we need to do is le learn how to learn and not just be uh memorization uh, uh parrots right so I think, too, a lot of the, the good side of the, the lockdown that, that came to light later was a lot of people started listening to what was being taught to their children and decided, you know what, <laughs> you're not going back to that place. I'm going to homeschool you. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, I think there, there, there's a lot of bright spots into this. You know, it's easy to get too focused on the dark, you know, but, again, the, uh, the purpose of the universe, the purpose that, for which man was created, according to geniuses like Walter Russell and others, is, you know, our, our sole purpose for being is to express our divinity, to crystallize balanced thoughts, to create balanced bodies. And this body, called the world government, is being created by psychopaths. And would you live in a condominium built by psychopaths? <laughs> Would you? Would you want? I have before. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing the damn thing didn't fall down. You yeah, know, it's no it's, fun. Somewhere they forgot to add concrete or, or steel beams. But ultimately, when when you build a foundation on quicksand, you know this thing evil always sows the seeds of its own destruction. Mm. And so, by the very imbalance that they portray, that's the very thing that's going to destroy them in the end. I have absolute. 1,000% faith in the universal one, and as Walter Russell would say, the law of balance, and to the degree that you violate that law is to the degree you will be broken by it. And I know that's true, because I broke myself enough mm. to know that that law is real and that it does apply to all beings on planet Earth. So there's my faith, and, and um, it's, it's an active faith, and I'm gonna, I want to live to see the day where the Tower of Mordor comes crashing to the ground and the Eye of Sauron is extinguished off this planet once and for all. That's my, my sole purpose for being is to see that happen, you know. So whatever way it needs to come about, you know, and it's not going to be pretty, but mm. ultimately there's always calm after the storm, and, and we're, we're destined to go to the stars, and I'm not going to give up on that hope and that mm. dream. All right, man. That's a great place for us to take a break. We're at the top of the hour here. Um, I'm going to play a song that you wrote. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when. You tell me it's called Waiting for the Dawn. You've got a couple of different versions. I'm going to play the acoustic version. Um, but quickly, a little bit about Waiting for the Dawn, because that's sort of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, I get up very early. And so 
that song sort of came out of, uh, you know, I, I get up between 3 and 3.30 many, many, many times and come out to the studio and write. And that song was one that I, I had put together and finished at a later date. But, you know, come around 6, 6.30, I, I'll go out and wait for the dawn, wait for the sun to come up and just kind of, you know, take in the glory of that. And, and it's just a, a great inspiration the, the idea that it's coming and also that you're seeing it in real time. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, dude, we'll be back in a few minutes. Okay. Sounds good. All right, everybody. It's Mike. That's radio orbit. You're listening to here on KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. We're streaming on the web at KOPN.org. And, uh, you can find information about me and this program on the web at Mike Hagan. That's H A G A N MikeHagan.com. My guest tonight is Mr. Matt Presti. He's also providing the music for us. You can find him on the web at Matt Presti, M-A-T-T-P-R-E-S-T-I, MattPresti.com. And this one is called Waiting for the Dawn. Back with Matt in just a few minutes. so beautiful inside of this human dream there's a better place it's just a choice away take my hand together we can stop this pain I will promise you girl this light will never fade keep me in your dreams baby feel me in your heart
I could play this game or I could walk away and watch the whole world fade. I will keep the faith, the hope to stay awake. Hold you close to me, baby, let me touch your soul. Rise above, there is nothing we can't do when all is one and one is all inside of our hearts. We'll be waiting for the dawn when the morning comes. I want to feel the sunlight rising to my heart. We've got to walk before we run. Together we'll be one. Learn to fly before we fall. That one's called Waiting for the Dawn. And it's an awesome song. Matt Presty, back with him right here. Hey, Matt. Thanks, Mike. Good to have you with me. And I appreciate you sticking around all night. We've got about 15 minutes or so left. Let's mention the website one more time. M-A-T-T-P-R-E-S-T-I, mattpresty.com. And there's a bunch of shows that Matt has done with me uh, in the course of uh, our relationship and if you go to my site at mikehagan.com and click on the program archives and just put matt's name in there you'll uh, find a whole bunch of them and they're uh, they're awesome a lot of them are very fun and interesting and we talk about a lot of things over the course of all these years matt <laughs> that's for sure hey uh we've got about 15 minutes or so left Normally, the show would go until 2 o'clock, but um, we've got COVID rules here at the station, and we have to have uh, uh, a certain amount of, uh, of empty time in the studio before another person comes in here and uses it. So that means i got to bail out of here at about 1.30. But um, you want to see if anybody's out there uh, who's got the courage or the, uh, the gumption to give us a buzz? Why, sure. All right. So the number here is 573-443-8255. If you'd like to call and say hi and uh, make a comment or got a question or just uh, uh, shoot the crap, whatever, um, you got about 15 minutes. Say hi to me and Matt, 573-443-8255, and uh, we'll get you on the air here and you can join this uh, rock and roll radio show. Okay. So, Matt, we got, uh, like I say, 15 minutes or so. Let's kind of thinking about wrapping stuff up here what do you see for the next uh i don't know next week the next month or two well yeah we mentioned you know the the super predator capitalist corporate uh crony capitalist corporations and i would just send a warning out don't you know if you're out and you're protesting chances are the very thing you claim to hate is the one funding you and your protest so uh ordinarily People don't want to go out and destroy things or hurt other people. So I think that would be good advice for everybody. Mm -hmm. Don't be the pawns of the globalists. Do not 
accept their mandates that you go out and cause trouble and, and hurt your fellow man. I mean, we should know better as a species that the fight that they want, and they're, they're again, they're funding this, this divisive maneuvering, you know, to, to basically pit us against each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We should definitely not buy into that. You know, there, there's a lot greater, if, if we can really unify in terms of, you know, ridding ourselves of this polarity. And it requires a lot of psychological self-introspection, for hey, one. Hey, Matt. Yes. Uh, hang on for a second. Let's say hi to uh, another listener here. Hi, it's Mike. Then this is Radio Orbit. Who's this? Hey, this is David Blue. Uh, just hi, David. Continue. I'll wait. No, no, please join us. What's, hey, so what's, what's I, going on? I um, have been a long-time listener of KOPM, but, mm-hmm. like, sporadically, you know, mm-hmm. not usually up at this time of night. Uh-huh. And But I remember your voice <laughs> from when I was not a trot, but younger, uh-huh. um, and yet somehow had never connected, like, actually sought out your website. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's cool to, to have that come forth full circle <laughs> anyway awesome. i'm up because i was i had to finish a paper on facebook uh for tomorrow but uh and it's nice to hear you guys um have a it's nice to hear some rational voices mm. from the i don't know from the other side of the spectrum except not really I don't know where I am yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. But uh, are you a student here, Dave? I am like newly a student. I uh, I decided to instead of going to J school after high school, after graduating like ten years ago, mm-hmm. I would um, that I could launch a media company on my own mm. without going to school, and I failed doing that pretty bad. Uh, so. So <laughs> that's all right though. You got to do that. Later. You got to do that once or twice to figure things out. I've, I've had plenty of what I, I um, attempts that didn't quite work out. I'm going to put them that way. Cause I, cause I always learn something from, from those, uh, from those experiences as well. So don't, don't, don't treat yourself too tough. Oh, I, it's, it's been a good thing, but, <laughs> uh, it is weird. Let me tell you, uh, the last time I was, I, so I'm going to MACC. The last time I was, uh, in community college, same college, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, seven years is not a long time, right? Right. But I guess it's not that surprising. But the amount of like digitization mm. that is, uh, it's it's so much more digital in in some ways, and then not. Um, and it's like I am really worried about my eighteen-year-old peers. And how bad they are at using search engines. Search engines have gotten, um, well, Google has gotten worse. Oh my God. It used to be um, so good. I used to love it uh, because you could really, I mean, it didn't matter what the topic was. You could, you could really dive deep into it. And now it's gotten so difficult to find certain, certain things. Uh, and I, I, I don't know what their algorithm is set up to, uh, to do, but it's, it's, it's not nearly as effective as it used to be. Matt, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd switch to DuckDuckGo or something like that. That's you, not, uh... you know, my, my problem is all the, all, all the alternatives that I use suck. 
I mean, I, I haven't found one that's that, that, that's that's really been as good as the old uh, the old Google, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah, it depends on what you're searching for. You know, you're looking for restaurants or stuff. Google's well, fine alternative, but if you're looking for um, off limits information, mm-hmm. definitely use something other than Google because you're not going to find it there easily. I would just say. Yeah. So, hey, David, let me ask you, um, uh, have, have you voted this year, or are you a voter? I'm about to vote for the first time in my life. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote later this morning as well, and, and that's all I was going to say. I encourage you to vote and, and vote your heart, and, you know, and that's all I would say about it. You know. Yeah, well, thanks for listening to me. Uh, ramble no not at all I, we appreciate the call and uh and and i w- wish you the best of luck down the road here yep have a good morning all right take care of yourself man all right uh yeah that's uh that's dave appreciate the call there um if anyone else would like to chime in they're welcome to 573-443-8255 so yeah matt i agree uh, uh I, I think the theme of our evening talk tonight has been sort of try to reclaim our minds or uh if 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 you have to maybe it maybe you don't have to reclaim it maybe you maybe you've already got a clear look at what you like and 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 an understanding of what's going on i think if you're not confused right now then you're probably not paying attention because it is extremely confusing and if if you think you got everything figured out and you understand exactly what's going on with uh, you know the whole world and national global geopolitics and everything if uh, if you think you got it all figured out then you probably don't because i'm telling you it, it is about as as muddy as uh, as the water's ever gotten as far as i can see yeah yeah and again uh, just to wrap a point up from earlier you know, violence is never a solution. How about that? Yes. You know? Yes. And just remember the words of Master Yoda. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to violence. And violence leads to suffering. So mm-hmm. don't choose the violent path. And, you know, we might have a shot at, at reconciliation in a lot of ways. Because, you know, again, this is a divisive issue. It's affected friends. It's affected family. Oh, my gosh. But I know a gentleman who's in his 80s and... We had a beer together yesterday and, and just listening to him talk and, and how uh, he's just looking forward to getting back. You know, he, he's got different political views than mine, but, you know, I I'm, wasn't out to convince him of anything just to enjoy his company. And so, you know, maybe it's a time to, to undo the permanent political climate and get back to a sense of normalcy, you know, despite them saying there's never going to be a normal again. But you know, let the new normal be, you know, the pursuit of truth, self-improvement, self-sovereignty, and and peace on earth. I think that those are some good values that, that you know, we should inculcate and, and, and express and and keep in mind that, that we're all sharing this planet together. So, you know, perhaps the best thing to do is not be a pawn of anybody else and just, uh, you know, try to try to live a bit of a peaceful life and pursue some happiness for a change. You know, I've never been a huge fan of large organizations or groups of people because uh, anytime you you join a group, and I guess I, you know, there are limits to this uh, to this idea, but but in in the cases of large groups, certainly political organizations and and uh, and this type of thing, uh, just not for me because you you have to compromise 
immediately as soon as you join. I don't care what your position is. Uh, you may think you're exactly like everybody else in that group, but you're not. And uh, as soon as you join any large organization like that, you're you're going to have to compromise uh, some of your of your ideals straight away, and you you end up oftentimes compromising the great majority of them and the ones that were most important to you, uh, all to just be a part of some larger thing that you think perhaps is leading. Uh, <laughs> to uh you know to something to something better but the personal liberty and the individuality that we are gifted by the founders of this country and by the creator him or herself or itself or whatever you want to call it that that that's something that that should be should be cherished and and uh, embraced and, and nurtured. And, and I see a lot of that not happening. And I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it brought back. Absolutely. And, and Walter Russell would, would say of that, uh, you get more of what you think of. So it's called the multiplication principle. Hmm. And if you're engaging in, in madness, then more madness is <laughs> going to be the fruit of that. So mm -hmm. ultimately, we do live in a mind wave universe. And, and what you think is what you get. So be very careful you know, what you do and think in, in terms of your daily chores and activities and, and uh, associations. And I would just point to a quote by, uh, by Nietzsche. He said, uh, uh, madness is rare in individuals, but in groups, parties, nations, and ages, it is the rule. Mm. So, you know, avoid the crowd, avoid the mobs, because once you, once you engage in mob rule and mob activity, you sort of become like a swarm. You, you lose your individuality, and, and suddenly the, uh, the thing just takes off in a heap. And uh, you could get into some Gustav Le Bon and read about the crowd mm -hmm. and how crowd consciousness is the most destructive force oh, on yeah. planet Earth. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah, you, 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 uh, you want a good value system value the the individual liberties that allow us to have our own thoughts to have our own minds you know you've talked a lot in the past with me about illumination and uh and personal uh wow moments and this type of thing mm -hmm. and i think that you and i would both agree that uh it's not necessary but it happens very uh often in solitude and in uh um, by your lonesome um, right. and I, and I'd also point out that even that it's sort of a natural phenomenon, uh, when, when, when things get by themselves, they, they are different than, than when they're with groups of the other, th of, of similar things. And you can even take that down to like ele electrons, uh, which is what we're all made out of, um, if you have an electron stream, you have a current of electricity and you've got all these electrons and they're all moving in the same direction and they all are acting the same way. But, but if you isolate one electron from the current, it, it acts completely different than the electrons that are in the stream. And the, the, maybe that's why we use terms like mainstream and all this stuff, because if you get off the mainstream, if you can get off on one of the little tributaries by yourself in a little canoe or something, uh, and I'm being metaphorical, obviously, but that, that's when 
that's when the that's when the lightning can hit you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, I think, as you said to end the show in 2008, you said mankind is not comfortable in his own skin. Mm. Well, the only time you're ever going to learn to be comfortable is to to end up being comfortable alone. You know, and that's that's where the anxiety is released and. Take a walk in nature. Go sit on a stump in the middle of the woods, and, and don't forget to listen to the birds. If mm. anything, even in the crowded cities, you can open a window and hear the song of the birds. Mm-hmm. And in that song is, is perhaps the saving grace of every soul, that nature is what we're a part of. And, and don't ever lose your contact with that, because that informs us of who we are, and it, it gives us comfort in our own skin to know that we're still a part of that and that it's very much a purposeful thing. And so, yeah, I'm with you 100% that, you know, if we can learn to, uh, you know, think for ourselves again, take our minds back from all the programming and the conditioning, then we certainly have a shot. And there's a lot of people now that are more aware of the ongoings of of the super predator class, if you will, and they're just not going to have it. And uh, we really need to unify around that because that's the greatest threat, and they are manipulating the minds of millions of people who would otherwise be quick to trust them. So it's a very important thing to, to reclaim your mind from, from this, uh, this abnormality, if you will. And, you know, the, the only power that a psychopath has is the power that we give them. And it's time to take that power back and, and really just, you know, put up our, our shields, you know, shields up, as they would say. So, you know, we can move through this. This is a, a really incredible, there's never been a time like this on Earth. And I think it's, you know, that for me, just the excitement, you know, the human drama is the greatest story ever told, and we're writing it every day, <laughs> each and every one of us. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mr. Matt, it's been a, been a pleasure talking with you again tonight. I think we should, uh, I think we should make a plan to talk around New Year's. And when I come back on the air in a couple months, we'll, we'll, we'll start up where we left off tonight. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds great. I'd love to get together again, too, with you and John and maybe record a, a session of us sitting around the table together. That'd be pretty cool, too. Huh? Let's, yeah, let's plan that. Let's do a little, uh, a little Zoom with, uh, with you and me and John. I'd love to do that. There you go. That sounds great. All right. Hey, we got time for one more song on the way out here. I'm going to let you choose it. And if, and if it's in the catalog that I've got, which is most of your stuff, I'll, uh, I'll fire it up. Um, how about The Journey? If you can dig that up. Let's see if I can find it in. That's an instrumental, but it's it's apropos to, uh, you know, what we've been talking about tonight. What do you have uh, planned for tomorrow? Have you have you uh, have you uh, voted yet? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't. Uh, Lori and I are going to go vote in person. So, you know, I, I used to be one who, who didn't care for the whole process. But I think, you know, really, it's just, you know, you got to vote your conscience and Granted, if you have one, you're going to make the, the vote for the, you know, the candidate that you think best represents the interests of your interests. So, I, again, I just hope that we can all uh, get back to some sense of normality after this whole thing is complete and, and that it will eventually be completed. But, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that tomorrow. All right. So I'm I, there. It is the journey. OK, I got it, my friend. So we're going to wrap it up with that. I want to say thank you once again. Uh, people take a look at Matt's website, Matt Presti, M-A-T-T-P-R-E-S-T-I dot com. You can also check out the wonderful work that he's done with the University of Science and Philosophy 
And you can find them on the web at philosophy.org. Matt, one more time. Thanks, brother. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Really great to talk to you, Mike. Thanks a bunch. Yep. Hang tough. Great show, man. Bye. All right, that's Matt Presty once again. Love to have Matt on the program. I'm glad that we could finish up this particular segment of uh, Radio Orbit with Matt. We're going to finish up with one from, uh, from the man himself. It's called The Journey. And it has been a journey for uh, the last couple years here back on the air with you. I'm going to take a break for about two months and be back with you hopefully uh, in January. In between now and then, please take care of yourselves. Uh, be safe and uh, consider some of the things that Matt brought up tonight. And um, good luck. Take care, everyone. I'll be back with you in a couple months. Be cool to yourself and uh, be cool to other people.